Hi, this is John Ritter, and welcome to the Rise Up Country Podcast, Episode 2. Two of my country guests today on the show I'll be talking with is Cody Johnson and Blake Shelton. Cody Johnson has a great story to share with us about a blessing in disguise, how sometimes we have big dreams, but they don't pan out the way we had it planned. And Blake Shelton has a story he's going to share with us about a dream he had in the middle of the night that gave him a song, and he swears that song saved his life. Plus, we're going to hear stories of hope and inspiration from the real stars of the Rise Up Country podcast, the listeners who call in to our Rise Up Hope line at 844-717-7774 and share their stories. I'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Oh, that's right. We still don't have any, but we're working on it. You know, the first time I was introduced to Cody Johnson was hearing his song, Dear Rodeo. And when I heard it, I thought, oh my gosh. I mean, it looks like this guy came through some tough times of wanting to be a rodeo star, but it didn't work out. But I guess for you, Cody, that was really a blessing in disguise, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely. You know, it's, that's, that's the entire basis of, well, let me, let me, let me rephrase myself. When I wrote this song with my buddy Dan Couch, it was, uh, it was very, it was kind of a sad like, man, I miss you, and you know I'm not gonna. I, it had this it had this negative vibe to it, and the more I played it, and especially whenever we got to the studio and recorded it, and put the production on it, I'm going, this thing took a positive turn for me. You know, it used to be a pretty touchy subject, and now it's not. It's more of a. I think I think it became less about dealing with the heartache, and it was all of a sudden it, it became more about. You know, you don't have to let failure define you. You don't have to let your past define you. You can use failure and move on to a bigger dream that, you know, in, 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 in retrospect, you look back and you're going, oh, yeah, God's plan's way bigger than mine, you know? And it's usually better, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I agree with you there. It's much better. You know, Charlie Daniels once told me, as long as the mountains outweigh the valleys in your life, you're doing absolutely great. That's right. You know, and I... I'm always the guy that keeps focusing on the top of the mountain, but you know, you're just like, you know, if you don't have the valley, you can't get to the top of the mountain. It's, it's a, it's a, it was, it was a life lesson for me that when I learned it, I looked back and went, wow, you know, if I hadn't have gone through the things that I had gone through and experienced those highs and mostly lows, I wouldn't be here talking to you today. And I think that's a, I think that's a great testimony that I, we, I think people in this country need to hear. Oh, absolutely. Never, never give up. Right. Never giving up and always looking for the positivity in things. You know, don't, if you watch the news and it's negative, turn it off. You know, if it, if you've got a buddy and all they want to do as far as politics and religion and everything that's going on, if all they want to be is negative, just, just give them positivity. Focus on the positive. I mean, life's too short to focus on neg- negativity. And I think that that's what happened in my life is when I started really living what I'm saying, it became pretty easy to look back at, at my experience with Deer Rodeo and go, you know what? Somebody needs to hear of how I wasn't good enough and still became uh, something in a different field. You know, I mean, it, what, what does my wife always yeah. say? Just because the dream doesn't come true doesn't mean a dream's not going to come true. Oh, and there was a documentary out with that, and you had Reba in it. And a buddy of mine, Trent Willman, we've hung out a few times. Oh, yeah, man. That's my big brother. We've been, we've been uh, making music together for quite a long time. Yeah, he's a great writer, great singer. But I tell you what he's especially great at, man, is cooking. Yeah, well, I was fixing to say, you hit the nail on the head there. He's a uh, he's he's probably one of the best men I've ever known, and you know he's been very inspirational for me uh, 
in my life and, and somewhat of a mentor and a good friend to lean on. And, and his story is pretty incredible. You know, he had a dream that didn't come true. And I think that, you know, that's in his story, it, it, which has nothing to do with rodeo. I think it really relates to Dear Rodeo. And that kind of opens the door for people to realize that the song's not necessarily about rodeo. It's about your life. And uh, I think we all have our, our own Dear Rodeo story. Oh, you'll appreciate this. The first time I sat down to write a song with Trent, he was complaining about how hot it was in his house. And I go, man, let's go to Home Depot. You can help me. We'll hang a couple ceiling fans. <laughs> and he's like, are you serious? I said, yeah, I'm that kind of guy. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's fun. I know he was happy to have the help, too. He's thinking, thank God, somebody's going to help me fix these things. <laughs> right. Well, the good thing, too, is he went over and cooked me fresh trout for doing that work. Yeah, at this point he's teaching me to uh, he's teaching me to forge steel and make homemade wine. He is a master of lots of trades. Hey, you know, I also saw a video and it was funny. I think it was your preacher at your church where you're singing about the man upstairs and he goes, "Can you at least give the guy a name?" <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. I was I, I you know, I was at my shows and saying I want to give all the credit and the glory for me being here tonight to the man upstairs and uh Randy Weaver, Pastor Randy Weaver from uh, Lone Star Cowboy Church in Montgomery, Texas, came up to me and said, you know, would it kill you to say his name? And I'm like, who? He's like, the man upstairs. He said, I didn't know if you were talking about the guy running the lights or, you know, somebody right. working in the attic. And he's like, who is that guy? I'm like, Jesus. And he's like, well, would it, would it kill you to say his name? And so it's like, then it became a personal conviction of mine. You know, it's like, I want to make sure that people say, you know, I want people to know I'm not ashamed to say that at my shows. The same way that I'm not afraid to play a honky-tonk song and make everybody uh, slam a beer back. You know what I mean? I want I want people to know the real me that is comfortable and and uh, and really be myself. And that was something that it was... When I, when I started saying that, it took on a different meaning, and I started seeing people touched by that. And that, that really uh, that really meant a lot to me. And, I, and it was it was in that moment where, you know, like, where you feel like, you know, I get to be a vessel of that. And that's that's very, very important to me. Well, I think, you know, God changes people if you let them. I mean, have you seen some people maybe that you know that are you'd call changed? Yeah, I have. You know, and I think that, uh, shoot, I've seen me change. You know, I mean, I, I, when I worked there, I was not in a good place. Whenever I was in that moment in my life, I wasn't in a good place. And I think God likes to work with you best when you're on the bottom. When you're in the valley and you're you're down there when you're in your worst spot, when you're all— uh, whenever the piece of clay has all the cracks in it that's that's where the potter hits the wheel and i think that's what he's done with me i, I think the biggest i think the biggest turnaround i've ever seen is myself to be honest with you what's the phrase god doesn't call the qualified he qualifies the called right yeah yeah i think that's a great way to put it and what, what does randy always say you have to embrace the process embrace the process and then it's not you know you're not uh it doesn't feel so bad and, and you're not so confused and and that's that's been the story of my life you know or at least my life to this point and you give some great marriage advice in your song ain't nothing to it don't you yeah i was fixing to say i was wondering if that was the title you were gonna say <laughs> right. that uh that that i recorded that out of personal conviction too because i was going man i, I kind of need this advice so if i need it i know somebody else needs it <laughs> oh yeah my wife and i always say we've been married 40 years and it's been 35 of the best years of our life yeah i mean me and brandy said the same thing we, it was we've been married for uh, i think this year will be 11 years and uh, we say, man, we we got, we got it figured out now. <laughs> right. Well, you got to hang in there and just go through it. Well, I think it makes it better. And, I, you know, and back to the, the message of that song, if you don't go through those things, it doesn't make the good times as sweet and as beautiful. And 
I think it gives you more of an appreciation for the good times when you look back and go, look where we've come from because we didn't give up. Uh, you know, and it's really easy. I think we live in a cancel culture where when, when something's not the way you exactly want it, you, 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 you turn it down. You know, if you didn't exactly get your burger cooked the way you want, you send it back. It's like, you know, we get, we get so caught up in giving up on something and giving up on the fight and not sticking through the hard times. And, um, you know, I think we, I think the world could use a little bit more cowboy mentality of never quit. Right. I tell you, for me, it's, I just have to show up and shut up. Right. No. And I think that's, I like what you say, show up. And as as long as you show up and you're looking for him, you know, I I really truly believe that think good things happen. And you know, even a lot of times bad things are going to happen, but as long as you're showing up, there's something waiting on you around the corner. And it, that 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 thing that's waiting for you around the corner, I think, is always if we trust and we have faith, is always better than what we could have planned for sure. You're right. Hey, listen, I'm going to go ahead and text our buddy Trent Wilman and tell him I, you and I were talking and see what he has to say. <laughs> see see if he needs any more ceiling fans put in. <laughs> yeah, that's about right, isn't it? You never know. <laughs> say how much time do you have today? You might have to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, great talking to you and great meeting you, and I wish you nothing but the best. Hey, thank you, John. I appreciate it. Bye bye. That's Cody Johnson on the Rise Up Country podcast. Well, maybe hearing Cody, it brought back some memories for you that you might want to share with us. Well, you can on our Rise Up Hope line at eight four four seven one seven seventy seven seventy four. Or maybe you want to share a comment on our Facebook page at Rise Up Country or follow us on Instagram at Rise Up Country. Now let's go to one of the real stars of the Rise Up Country podcast. These are people who phoned into our radio show to share stories of hope and inspiration. And you know, they say sticks and stones can break your bones, but words can never hurt you. But if you live long enough, you realize that's absolutely not true. But one thing for sure, a couple kind words you can carry with you for the rest of your life. Listen to this call I got on the Rise Up Country Hope Line. It brought me to tears. Yeah, John, I carried a piece of paper around in my wallet. In 1965, I graduated from high school in England. And the last day of English class, our teacher wanted us to write 10 nice things about the guy that sat in front of us all year. So I did, and I signed my name to it. And as it turned out, this this boy went to Vietnam, and he took this piece of paper and shrunk it down, put it in plastic, and kept it in his wallet and looked at it all the time. And he was killed in Vietnam in 1968, and his belongings were sent back home, and his mother and father opened his wallet and found that piece of paper. And his father carried that with him until 2000, some 32 years. And then his mother looked, looked me up through military channels and found me down in San Antonio and sent me that piece of paper and told me how much it meant to her husband and her son. And I just want your listeners to know that you don't want to ever underestimate the power of a small act of kindness, whether it's a hug or a pat on the back or a kiss. They're so powerful and can mean so much to so many people. Amazing, isn't it? I'll carry that thought and that story with me for the rest of my life. Absolutely amazing. So what happens if you're incarcerated? You're in jail and you have absolutely no hope of ever getting out. Well, when this gentleman called in and shared his story, when he started off, man, he definitely got my attention. When I was 17 years old, I got with some people, and we went out and we did an aggravated burglary. They tried me as a dope, and they gave me a 28-year sentence, said because if the people were to come in, 
while we was doing the burglary, we'd have had to kill them or they'd have had to kill us. I spent from January of 1986 to July 1992 in a prison cell at the Walls in Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, y'all was talking about teenagers running with the wrong crowds. Yeah, it's part of that, but God gave us a choice to choose. He gave us the right to, to do right or to do wrong, and I chose to do the wrong thing with that crowd. Mm-hmm. You just got to stand up and be a man and, and tell them, you know, I ain't with that. It mm-hmm. ain't nobody's fault but your own. You can't accuse nobody of anything. Now, did you learn about God when you were in prison? Yes, sir, I sure did. A preacher come and told me there was a there was a God, and I said, there ain't no God. And he said, yeah, there are, son. He said, if you'll believe in God, he said, he'll change your life. I got down on my hands and knees in a prison cell, and I squalled like a kid. And I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, I can't read, I can't spell. I said, I don't even know if I'm praying right. I said, but this preacher said that if I asked you to help me, you'd help me. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. If you have seen me, you should have seen the Father, for the Father dwelleth in me. (laughs) And I started reading that, and the Lord helped me. (laughs) Anyways, I got out of prison. I got married. I've got three beautiful children. The Lord can help you if you really trust in him. You know, if you've got a story to share when you hear something like that, maybe it stimulates you to call. You can on the Rise Up Hope line at 844-717-7774. Or share a story with us on our Facebook page at Rise Up Country. Or follow us on Instagram at Rise Up Country. Today on the Rise Up Country podcast, I wanted to share a story with you. It's a phone call that I got from Blake Shelton. It was a while back when he was going through one of the toughest times of his life. And in the middle of the night, he swears that God gave him a song. Hey, Blake, how are you, buddy? We've been knowing each other a while, haven't we? <laughs> right? <laughs> I know, man. I've been I've been knowing you a long time. I remember the first time I met you, I was thinking about it, was in that old, uh, used to they call it Master Phonics, but that recording studio in Nashville, you were set up in one of the booths in there during, I guess, CRS or one of them things, but I remember meeting you in there for the first time. Right, and one thing that always sticks with me whenever I see you on TV is you looked at me and said, man, I don't know what it is with Nashville and country music, but they treat me like I'm the red-headed stepchild. (laughs) (laughs) Well, everything changed. they they finally let me in the door. Yeah. Well, the beauty of it, though, they let you in the door, and you're still allowed to be yourself. How awesome is that? It's crazy, man. If anybody shouldn't be themselves... It's me, because it just gets, all it does is, is get me in trouble, which is why it's ironic that I'm even, you know, talking to you about what we're going to talk about today, because it's been the craziest, craziest year of my life, and, and I've experienced things that I can't believe that I got to experience. Absolutely. And, you know, ups, ups and downs, that's coming through it, and, and, you know, it's just been amazing. Well, you know, there's a Bible verse because someone was telling me about you hearing this song in the middle of the night, and there's a Bible verse that I always remember. It's, it's, I have to look it up. It's like Psalms 42, but it says, God gives you kindness in the day, and in the night, he gives you a song. And that's every time I wake, every time I wake up at night to write something, I'm going, man, that might be God-given right there. 
That's in the Bible. Yeah, and in the night, his song is with me. It says, the Lord gives us loving kindness in the day, and in the night, his song is with me. How awesome is that? Whoa. Oh, my God, that gave me chills. It literally did. Yeah, that's the old Holy Spirit working on you. So tell me about the song, Standing in My Savior's Shadow, that you heard in your dream and what it meant to you. Well, John, it's so weird for me to be talking about this, this because I know I'm not and nobody expects me to be and, and I don't expect me to be but for me to be the guy singing this song is it's crazy and and I want you to know you know I I'm not planning on pursuing a you know a career in, in gospel music I'm not going to make a record like that all I know is that I, I was at the lowest point I've ever been in my life you know, things that were clearly not going to work out with with my marriage with to Miranda, and 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 that was okay. I accepted it, but it didn't make it any easier. You know, mm-hmm. one morning I woke up, and and like a lot of us do, I think, uh, I was laying there, to, you know, thinking about what I had dreamed that night, and I kept thinking, what is that song? There was a song <laughs> in my dream, like what? is that and and so i took I grabbed my phone and all i could remember of the song I, I still feel like there was a more complete version of it in my dream but the, the, the part that i could clearly remember as plain as day was i'm standing in my savior's shadow he's watching over me i feel the rain i hear the thunder as he cries for me <laughs> so i grabbed my phone my phone was laying there by the bed and i sang that into my voice memo and throughout all of last summer, every time I felt sad or just every time I, it got quiet, basically, that song was in my head. It just w- would not leave me. And so as, and I used to think, man, I have, what, what does this song mean? Why, why is this happening? Why, why won't it, it doesn't go away. And why did I dream it? And I finally decided that maybe it's because I'm so sad and I'm, I'm just so pitiful <laughs> that even God feels, even God must feel sorry for me, you know. And That's and great. I couldn't have been more wrong because you know, as as I started to heal and come out of that hole I was in, I realized that's not what this song even means. It means God is with me. He's He's going to see me through this thing. He's got my back. Mm-hmm. He's He's going through this with me. He's not. He doesn't feel sorry for me. He's just letting me know he's there. And once I realized that, and again, you know, for me to be talking about this stuff, I know it sounds crazy for you to hear it as much as it does for me to say it, but, you know, I think that song saved my life. And, and I think even more important than the, than the actual song is not is not the message. It was just, that was God's way of getting through to a guy like me, who we all know what I, who I am, you know, as far as I'm crazy. That was his way through a song to, to just let me know he's there, you know? Now, I have to be straight up and forward with you, Blake. I've always seen you as that great guy. Wow. I've always seen that in your yeah. eyes. I've always seen that you're a, uh, that God made you a very special person. That's, that's the way I've always seen you. You know, and I'm no different than you. I know exactly who I'd be if I didn't have God in my life. Yeah, yeah. And you know if uh, you know if you're screwing up and you go, man, I'm screwing up. I need to get back on track. I always tell people that's the good news because you got the Holy Spirit working on you. So God's in your heart, man. We all screw yes, up. Sir. 
Yes, sir. So where did you learn that, though? I mean, you had to, at some point, somebody had to tell you about having faith and having Jesus in your life. You know, John, not really. That's that's a crazy thing, <laughs> you know. I, it's just amazing. It's just amazing, you know. I, I don't. I think that's why I was so taken back and just overwhelmed by just the whole thing, the whole situation with that song, because I didn't have anybody in my ear talking to me about that stuff or trying trying to tell me, you know, that I needed to, you know, go to church or or read this this inspirational part Mm -hmm. of the Bible or something. I didn't have anybody doing that with me or for me last year, really just, you know, had a lot of friends saying that they were there for me, but it never really went there. Well, that's kind of sad. Well, I know, but you know what? And that's, again, you know, I think that's why it sticks out like a sore thumb that that happened to me, that Mm -hmm. that song. Right. Because it wasn't being fed to me, John. You know, it just, all of a sudden there was. It's plain as as if the video just played on CMT in my mind. Pretty cool. Just there, embedded in my mind, you know. I said you have to let God work through you and not because of you. That's the way I always look at it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you know, and that's why. Look, I, I didn't release this song. I went to Warner and I said, look, I'm not trying to have a number one, you know, gospel song or <laughs> Christian song. I don't even know if they have those kind of charts. That's how far out of the loop I am. I said, but I do feel like I have a responsibility as the guy who was handed this message to do something with it. And to get it out there. And I know that, you know, it's not going to get played much because of, of who I am. And I'm okay with that. But at least I'm going to do my part, which is get that message out there the, the best I can. Because he gave it to me for a reason. And I think it's because I have, I'm have i lucky enough to have the platform that I have to reach a lot of people. There you and go. You hit the nail on the head with that one, didn't you? I just think that's why else am i handed that you know yeah now you're just going to have to dig a little bit deeper and find out more about that savior in his shadow in your life right yes sir hey blake always great talking to you i'm always happy to hear about your success and praying for you when you go through struggles but man that's just part of it isn't it yes sir you when when there's not any more struggles it's it's probably going to get real boring. Well, and I'll tell you what, when <laughs> stuff starts going bad, you find out who your friends are real quick. That's exactly. <laughs> that's right. Well, great hearing from you, and thanks for the great song. Thank you, John. All right, man, I'll talk to you later. Maybe that conversation with Blake stimulated you to share a story. You can on the Rise Up Hope line at 844-717-7774. You know, you can also, if you have a comment to make, go to our Facebook page at Rise Up Country or follow us on Instagram, Rise Up Country. And on Rise Up Country podcast number three, Scotty McCreary is going to tell us one of the things in his life that he accomplished that he is most proud of. And he's going to take us back to his home state in the Carolinas. Plus, Keith Urban, we're going to take a journey back to 2002. You'll love this conversation. That was back when Keith Urban didn't have any money. Remember, don't give up, just rise up. I'll see you next time.